Is that Osawatomi John Brown? Huh? Is that Osawatomi John Brown? Yeah. Cool. This is in the Kansas uh, state capital. Mm. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we had Nicole Thurman on a couple episodes ago, and she was talking about how she was from Kansas, and there was some John Brown stuff. Yeah, it's like a Kansas capital. show. I mean, that's yeah. part of the show, right? Yeah, that is part of the show. Um, but before we get into that, my name is Harper. I'm Jonathan. Oh, we're starting? And we're starting. Um, this is Hot okay. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> That makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, Whoa. but I'm really not funny. No, no, no. no, no. Have a podcast. What? <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought we were doing preamble. I thought we were doing preamble. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, so yeah, you just heard our guest today. Uh, you may know him from previous episodes of this show. It is Gio Bayani. Hey, Gio here, friend of the show. Hey, Gio. Yeah, he's the Alec Baldwin of our podcast. <laughs> what does that mean? Like the like to SNL. Oh, right to SNL. Alec Baldwin is to SNL yeah, yeah, as Gio yeah. Bayani is to this. Podcast. I'm the least offending member of my family. Mm. That's yeah, that's true. Wow, but still kind of, uh, still kind of. (laughs) Yeah, Alec Baldwin has a really low bar. To it's true. Yeah, the other Baldwins are really bad. Yeah, it's this. Um, that was loud. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. We all make noises. Uh, Except for you. Sometimes I do make noises, and I'm really disappointed in myself every time I do. Well, Gio, thank hey. you for coming back on the pod. I'm taking a picture of the Zoom. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with this picture? Are you blackmailing us? Yeah. Okay. What is there to be blackmailed about? Oh, that we have a podcast? Yeah. yeah it's that really is, embarrassing. That is pretty embarrassing, actually. Are you on your phone? I'm looking at these photos Gio sent. Oh. He sent me the photos. Oh, cute. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cut a whole bunch of this out. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Do you know? Um, do you know I, I, forgot, you I forgot how to do this. So. Do you need to center? You have, you have to do you need to center? Do you need to take a moment to center? Uh, yeah, the thoughts need to be like tra- cars on the street or whatever. How about we do prayer? All right. In honor of G- yeah, Gio, why don't you lead us in prayer? Let's do a three-hour yeah. prayer. This will be a really stark contrast pra- from our last prayer. episode where Shireen was talking about how she didn't like religion. That's true. <laughs> oh, oh, the last, uh, the last. Wait, we're doing episode two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I I like watched like three of them. I forgot that we were only doing one episode. Oh, that's fun. And I'm probably not sure which one was which, so you're gonna have to direct me a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Sure. This is episode two. This is episode two of the Good Lord Bird, right? Yes. Yes, yes the Good Lord Bird. And this is when he goes to Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's working in the brothel. The last episode is where. Um, one of the sons died, right? Yeah. Yeah, Frederick. Okay, okay, cool. R.I.P. Frederick. R.I.P. R.I.P. a king. You got it. Um, Are you leading us in prayer? Uh, No. Oh, okay. Uh, I, wish I, well, I wish I had something. Welcome to Hawkeyes, everyone. We're talking about the good Lord Bird, but before we do, we need to check in with our friend Gio and see, Gio, has your uh, relationship with Ethan Hawk changed at all since the last Does time it- we spoke? Um, well, I saw this, this show, so I'm, uh, much more attracted to him than ever before. Hot. Yeah. And then I like more than a man with a big beard and he's drooling as he's spitting and he, and he prays for three hours. Yeah. So much like fluid coming out of his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His eyes just seem kind of muted and just like a little touch and he's just like out there. Mm-hmm. What was the last episode we had Gio on for? The Good Kill, which I mistakenly thought that we had Steve Green on for The Good Kill, but he was on for Good Lord Bird. I mean, sorry, for The Lord of War. Lord, 
kill good it's all good connected kill. Yeah, yeah 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 um yes so we ha- talked to steve green about lord of war and then we talked to geo about the good kill and right. the good kill was the last episode we had geo on is that correct i think so okay sounds right Great. so it's been a while then it's been a while yeah that was uh we were in 2014 with the good kill mm-hmm. is there any ethan hawk sh- uh ethan hawk things that are bird i guess he's a ho- he's a bird so because he's hawk yeah just talk that all goes through yeah, yeah it's all it's all connected um all connected. then i think another thing we should really talk about is some ethan hawk news some big ethan hawk oh. news mm. he yes. has been cast in a marvel it really sounded like you were gonna say he has been canceled no 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 <laughs> no 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 could happen it could happen to anyone I know, but I don't like to think sure. about that. Okay, all right. Hawk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I don't want to. <laughs> we've spent so much time on him, you know. Yeah, if he's gonna get canceled, he should do it after we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I'm, all, I'm also anti-PC. Uh... <laughs> you and Mr. Bean, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. Famous, famous uh, controversial comment you know yeah mm-hmm. he's a really he's a really educated medium so i understand why he's against pc culture it's true it's true it's just funny because he just his his whole thing is that he doesn't really talk a lot as mr bean yeah. his most yeah. iconic character yeah and he's anti-cancel culture mm-hmm. yeah what's problematic about mr bean well i guess we'll find out yeah but anyway so ethan hawk was not canceled to our knowledge <laughs> Watch, like, you know, this is going to come out in two weeks. And between now and then, something will have happened. <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah. no, no, no. Ethan Hawke has not been canceled. He's been cast in the Moon Knight. Oh, is that right. Moon, Moon, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Moon Dog. Moon, Moon Knight. Knight. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. God, this is so bad. We're really bad at having I see, I see Johnny, Johnny did his research. Mm-hmm. You see Johnny did his research? I said it first. <laughs> no, I was being sarcastic because he doesn't know it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, it's like moon dog. <laughs> yeah, so this is exciting. This is a huge deal. Another TV show. Another TV show. First off, yeah, it's a series. It's going to have it's a Marvel thing. Six a or seven episodes, thing. I think. Um, oh, it's a mini series. Yeah, it's a mini series. <laughs> um, and it's going to ha- also star Oscar Isaac. Ooh. Yeah. Hot. So Ethan Hawke's going to be the villain to Oscar Isaac's oh. hero, presumably Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. So he's he's Dayman. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a. He's the it's day always dude. sunny reference. Yeah. Yes. No. Oh, I, I forgot about that. I I'm not really an always sunny person, but I I do know that. It's one of those things like I'm a part of culture. Where yeah, exactly. <laughs> where if you want to know, if you want to know enough about it just to like get by, mm-hmm. then Dayman is the thing that you should learn you know yeah yeah like no soup for you like you should know the no soup for you thing mm-hmm. or the pivot thing right mm-hmm. and that way you can keep abreast of the culture Ooh. without having to watch the shows but i actually do like it's always sunny i just haven't yeah, watched you met it them I, yes yes i just haven't watched I- it in a long time uh, that's the end of the thought and thought all right so yeah i'm really <laughs> yeah, i don't want to go about... too deep into the, the always sunny talk yeah. So probably just I keep going up I keep going on like John Brown. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I'm excited about this Moon Knight show. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. nothing about it, but I'm glad to see Ethan Hawke as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's unexpected. Um after like it was like last year or something, he was like trashing all the superhero <laughs> movies. Yeah. I mean It would be like, you know, Martin Scorsese directing the next that would be so funny. The next yeah, that'd, that'd be funny. Uh, Avengers, or yeah. I guess they're done with Avengers. Yeah. I don't think they're done with Avengers. Right? Well, whatever. The next iteration of whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Phase three or whatever. I mean, we know he wants to be in Star Wars. Ethan Hawke? Yeah. yeah. Ethan Hawke? Yeah, Ethan Hawke wants to be in Star Wars. And I was kind of surprised when they announced 10 Star Wars shows and he wasn't attached to any of them, to be honest. <laughs> Like, you know, give this man his break. You know, yeah, he he needs he needs you know he needs a job. He needs, bre- he needs, he needs his break because you guys need a break too. Otherwise, you'll just be doing this forever. We will be doing this forever. <laughs> That's true. 
because I mean, you guys are you guys are pretty close. This is October twenty twenty, right? This 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 uh this show. Yeah. So you're pretty caught up to the present. Yeah, we're almost caught up. We have five episodes left, and then we'll be caught up. And um, and then we'll take a break for a while, and then I think we'll have to come back when we feel ready and do some some things we missed. Okay. Like uh, twenty one years of Linklater. Oh yeah. We I I did a bad job of going through Ethan Hawke's IMDb and getting every movie. Okay. Uh, because like and it's mostly documentaries that we missed because it's things that where he's like listed as self. He's credited right, as right, himself, right. and so I didn't catch those in my original list. So there's some things we, that we missed, and that's fine. But I think we'll take a little bit of a break after Good Lord Bird. Come back, do that. Take a little bit of a break again or something, and then we'll do. The new stuff. The new stuff next year whenever when he has is. yeah whenever he has new stuff. So exciting. So yeah. yeah, I think we'll have about five movies to talk about next year because he's prolific as heck. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I think we'll have probably some more movies and the six episodes or whatever of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Moon Dog. Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Um. So thanks, Ethan, for working. And keeping us busy. Keeping um, us employed. Yeah, keeping us, uh, you know, employed for free. No pay, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's Ethan Hawk news. Great. I loved it. <laughs> I love this new segment. Oh, good, good Lord Bird. I, I, I didn't see the last episode, so what, what were, like, the, the thoughts and... Kind of where you guys were on this. Oh, on Good Lord Bird episode one, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. So your your last guest was 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 having issues with the the religion of it. Uh yeah, I thought a little bit um of that, and then also kind of because in the first episode it's really just setting up the story, and so it kind mm-hmm. of seems like a you know Ethan Hawke white savior situation a little bit from the yeah. first episode. Um. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think, and so that's something we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I they do. Me- they mentioned it in, in, in the show, right? They say the word white savior. Oh, did they? Maybe. They might have. Well, um, when Onion was doing the intro, he was saying, like, some people call him a white savior, mm. blah, blah, blah. Like, like, he kind of lists out everything. Mm-hmm. He talks about the commentary on John Brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, that definitely was something we talked about and i think that we'll see and i had mentioned this too that as the show progresses um you know we don't we see that it's not just like we take john brown and all of his words at face value because like he is kind of crazy and um Mm -hmm. you know even though his you know his his goal is noble and just um his methods are not always great and he doesn't always maybe take into consider like the opinions of black people. Um, and we, and we do see that and we see him being questioned. I feel like by, you know, onion firsthand, we, mm-hmm. we get that from onion and, yeah. um, you know, later from Frederick Douglass. Yeah. I was going to say that because that, that ends up being a big part of the show mm-hmm. is he kind of gets commentary. And that's also part of the history itself. This isn't like a, fictional story of a white savior this is this is like real history and this yeah. is yeah yeah like what 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 part of the civil war and, and like the american institution of slavery had to be challenged did require um america itself i mean th- that's part of the show itself what they talk about and and his legacy honestly like he kind of martyrs himself he becomes almost like a christ figure where he t- we t- he tears the the country in half kind of like what's mm-hmm. what's mentioned in this episode where that guy gets torn in half so a whole a whole thing about it is like he's kind of a very important figure as this like crazy cell that totally. like a lot of people contemporaneously disagreed with his his methods, but a lot of people, I mean, obviously the Civil War ended up being a successful thing and Reconstruction became a positive you know effect on like this the institution of slavery and and, and blacks in America. But I mean, history has kind of been more positive to John Brown right mm-hmm. yeah but obviously in contem- contemporary he was still a, a white man from the north he had limitations of course mm-hmm. 
but I've, I've, I've heard pretty positive things. You know, I mean, he was an ally with Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman. They, they meet in the show. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them like call him like a good or, or, or not racist in, in their own words. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, no, I think um, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think John Brown is a, is a very kind of interesting figure and uh, clearly kind of very important to, like the Harper's Ferry raid was uh, in of itself pretty much a complete failure, but as like an inflection point for the start of the Civil War was kind of a success because it was... Yeah. I mean that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to start a war. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what and that's what eventually happened even though the war didn't yeah. start until he was already Well, I mean dead. a big part of the the success and failings of the Harper's Ferry raid was that he was he expected to start a revolt from the bottom up with the slaves, which is right, part of right, right. Frederick Douglass's uh historical, I mean like his actual uh, objections to it because you know, you're using the blood of of slaves. Mm-hmm. Who 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 had, you know, generations of, of servile they're not gonna he's not gonna be spartacus you know he's not gonna lead a, a slave revolution that that's what he wanted that's that's kind of the the history and the, the the religious um kind of basis for for his actions you know he's there was something about i was reading about john brown for prepare for this episode like he took a lot of um like his biggest inspiration was like the bible of course so he he mm-hmm. kind of saw himself as a moses figure like a like a servile revolutionary mm-hmm. and he kind of saw himself as that but the the the, the revolt wasn't there right right yeah the, sla- the the slaves given arms weren't able to free themselves because that's that's the institution of slavery is bigger than that mm-hmm. and the cost of of that rev- revolt would be on the slaves who, yeah you know yeah that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the position that they were able to put themselves in yeah, and they also show like some of the communication failures uh, in the last couple episodes that lead to mm-hmm. the inability to to get like an army, basically. Yeah. What a what a fascinating uh, figure of American history. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I fucking love John Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's interesting that he's kind of not been like this is, to my knowledge, one of the biggest pieces of media about him and he's mm-hmm. kind of such an interesting and unique figure that doesn't get a lot of historical I feel like attention. he's there's some like when I think about the way that like slavery is taught mm-hmm. in elementary school right it's like the cleanest possible way that you can yeah. describe I mean, this is this is this is bloody and this is revolution yeah. it's not going to be yeah. yeah so like it's 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 taught very, you know, surface level and gently. And, you know, you could say like, oh, yeah, Harriet Tubman had the Underground Railroad and led people to freedom. And, of course, she was also like, you know, she wasn't afraid to kill people. Yeah. But you don't really, that's not what they're telling children when you first learn about slavery. And so it's, it's I you know, like, sorry, John Brown is not a part of that picture of the way slavery is taught in this country, you know, like, like, you know, bloody Kansas. No, no, I, I, I 100% agree. And I also think that's kind of a part of the show. Um, I haven't finished it yet. So I don't really know where they, where they ultimately end on this, but there's a whole conversation with Frederick Douglass and, uh, and, and John Brown. And there's kind of this, this, this concept of like emancipation and also um, like Frederick Douglass in conversation with John Brown and him in conversation, John Brown in conversation with Harry Tubman, there's this whole idea of like emancipation and mm-hmm. part of the whole thing was like like frederick Douglass on his own and you can't emancipate yourself you have to emancipate you know this institution you have to do mm-hmm. a revolution you have to change society itself like you, you can't just individually pull people right, out of right, it right right yeah you can't you can't save everybody by just escaping every single person self-educating them and get them out of the system you have to Break have the whole challenge. system down. Yeah, you have to break the whole system. You have to have that fight. You have to break it apart and, and have that violence. Mm-hmm. Not, not. I mean, obviously, he was a bit more more zealous, and I, I wouldn't even call him, you know, bloodthirsty. I mean, they, they kind. Of, but that violence is a necessity to civil war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, should we talk about the episode? Yes. Sure. So, um, this episode picks up exactly where we leave we leave off at the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. He, uh, John Brown has gone, and um, they bury Frederick. And uh, you know, Owen, one of the one of John Brown's sons, is tasked with taking uh, Onion and Bob to safety. Right. Um, and he tells them to like wait there while they go and pack up their stuff and get all their things, but waiting there could be dangerous. So mm-hmm. Bob and Onion decide to just leave. And um, when they and they're trying to head to Lawrence, which is you know relatively safer. Um, but when they're on the way, they run into Steve Zahn. Yeah, Steve Zahn himself. Uh, you love to see it. Yeah. Um, and Steve Zahn, you know, questions them. What's his character's name? It started with a C. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up right now. Start with a C H. I think so. Chuck. I don't think it was Chuck. I'm sorry. Chad. Chad. Chatty. Charlie. Chase. Chase. Oh. Okay. Like from One Tree Hill, your favorite character, Chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 um anyway so yeah so they run into steve zahn whose name is chase in the show um and uh oh, this is a fun little scene yeah so there's a bit of a misunderstanding because yeah onion says that bob is belongs to mm-hmm. yeah he's just her yeah, yeah yes they yeah i think it's her because uh, she, you know, Onion is you know, light, fairer, light skinned, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, so Steve Zahn is kind of asking about her her parentage. Uh, yeah, they call her Yellow, right? Was it, or was that later later in the show? Maybe that's later. Um, I think. Th- I know someone says Redbone. Yeah, Redbone. Yeah, somebody says Redbone. Somebody says Yellow. Yellow, uh, stuff like that. I mean, like the, the language of. Uh, yeah, mulatto. And kind of racial hi- yeah, mulatto. That kind of mm-hmm. hi- racial hierarchy is there. Yeah. Yeah. Onion says that he or she to Steve Zahn owns Bob. Yeah. And um and that they're going to find work and that she does trim. Yes. Which <laughs> uh he thought meant, you know, cutting, bar- hair. cutting hair, you know, like a barber. But trim mm-hmm. colloquially at the time meant uh, you know, yeah, sex work. Yeah, um, yeah which is also weird because says, because because she says, uh, he, she learned it from his dad, and he's like, what? yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. Uh oh, you know. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. And this is the part where she says, uh, "Why, why do that when I can, you know, do ten, do, do ten, ten men in an, an hour?" hour. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bob is like trying to like cut him off, but mm-hmm. yeah, try to say, but can't to... really do anything because the guys are there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Steve Zahn says, "Oh, I know a place where you can get work, but you got to come with me to Pikesville, Missouri." Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And they do, and it's uh not what Onion thought. So Onion yeah. ends up uh in a well, it's called a hotel, but it's a brothel. Yeah. Yeah. And um and Bob ends up. We don't yeah. see Bob. So so so, yeah. so so currently Kansas is like in the middle of almost like a civil war in itself. Mm-hmm. But Missouri is like is is a slave state. Yeah. Right. So they're going they're going from like politically a place that's kind of in between. It's like a western state. Um, they're kind of resolving between themselves of whether Kansas will be part of the slave or the uh, the union. And in, in in the end, they end up as a union state. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they go back to the you know missouri to where there's slavery right, so right that's right. kind of like so it's a worse situation that they're getting themselves yeah, into yeah geographically and politically there's like you know they're kind of showing where that's going yeah my understanding is that there were some states like between the south and the north like kansas that were like kind of in between and they were allied with the union but they also had slaves or something I think, yeah. I mean, well... And then, when like, the Emancipation they... Proclamation was like, okay, mm-hmm. 
we're freeing the slaves in the south except for in these northern most southern states yeah alliance yeah that's my understanding yeah so when they arrive there uh steve's on he he claims to have killed john brown yeah he's telling some tall tales and yeah you know and we know that's not true yeah he's doing for clout yeah um, and then we also meet there, we meet Pi, who Ooh. is another uh, sex worker at the brothel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, she, so she's tasked with, you know, kind of getting Onion ready to work there. She introduces herself by slapping Chase. Yes. Which is like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Because he owes her money. And, mm-hmm. and that debt ends up being settled because uh, the owner... Um, takes uh onion and bob takes onion and bob yeah. yeah yeah and onion tries to say like no bob is my slave and then she's like well no you're both my slaves now yeah. they're not in kansas anymore no Did I? <laughs> yeah That's true. Did you have that saved up no i didn't <laughs> okay <laughs> um so yeah so onion refuses to take a bath right because then everyone would know that everyone would know yeah. what, what was up and um pie discovers that uh that he's a boy yeah and um in order to like you know stay undercover as a girl he he offers to teach her to read and write yes yeah he knows his letters he knows his letters very useful skill so yeah so onion ends up um pie says that he's you know not ready for the hot floor is what they call it um, so he, you know, does all the cleaning up around cleaning, washing dishes, yeah. cleaning spittoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then he goes to the, uh, mm-hmm. the place called the pen, the pen right? which yes. is just yes. like a big open air cage. Pi, Pi also notably tells her not to stay away. Yeah. Pi <laughs> tells him to stay away from the pen. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't listen. Yeah. He doesn't listen. Cause he goes looking for Bob and bob is not there but word has basically spread like wildfire that he knows how to read and write mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so there, there's people that are interested in getting getting taught so that they can specifically sibonia yeah well she doesn't want to be taught what she wants is for onion to write right, her right, past right. yeah so she yes. can get out of there uh, yeah um and 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 so he says that he'll do that in exchange for a meeting with Bob, mm-hmm. and um, and they both agree to that. And but she, what she says is not to tell Pi, right. like that was the one thing that she says. And mm-hmm. then um, almost immediately he tells Pi, yeah, because he asks yep. for paper, and mm-hmm. then she's like, "No, we can't do that. That's dangerous." And he confesses everything to her. Oof. Yeah, darn. Yeah, darn Pi. It's terrible. Um, this episode was rough. Let me just say, first of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the, the hardest thing I had to watch in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, so yeah, because basically, so Onion tells Pi all of this, and she ends up passing this information along to the judge. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and the judge is like one of her regular customers, and he's big in the town. Um, and he announces to everyone, they, it seems like everyone in the town gathers at this brothel too. Yeah. Like the entirety of the town yeah. is there. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it becomes like the, the town hall and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so he announces that the slaves were planning a quote unquote insurrection, mm-hmm. um, and planning to kill hundreds of white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and that there's going to be a hanging. They're going to hang the nine slaves that were re- responsible for planning it. And this it. is where uh, Onion finds out about this because he runs into Bob. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yes. Who's just mm-hmm. kind of like outside carrying some wood. And he's like, what are you yeah. doing with this wood? And he's like, oh, they got me working this place and we're building a... Yeah, he's been working at the mill. hanging. Mm-hmm. And so that's how Onion finds out. Yeah right that's right yeah and so um onion does kind of confront pie and pie is like you know they should hang them all they should hang them all yeah mm-hmm. and that's how he, that's how that's how that's how uh onion finds out that it was pie was a leak yeah, yeah. 
Um, in the aftermath of that conversation with Pi, uh, Onion goes outside and Steve Zahn is there drinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks about how he loves Pi and he wanted to take her away and marry her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Onion's just kind of like, ooh, getting out of here sounds good. And mm-hmm. then Steve Zahn basically offers the same to to Onion. Right. Yeah. And Onion's like, and I Onion gotta tries get Bob to, too. You gotta and, get Bob. And mm-hmm. Steve Zahn's like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is um, this is this where uh, is this when Onion takes a drink? Does he drink yes, with him? Yeah. 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 Onion's like full yeah. on drink. That, that ends up point. start. That ends up starting something that um, can, ends up being continuing character uh, quirk for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Onion likes to drink. Yeah. It's 2020. Who can you know? Who can? <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, just when you're kind of getting worried about what's Onion gonna do when he goes to live mm-hmm. with Steve Zahn out in the country, and mm-hmm. Steve Zahn discovers that he's right. not a girl. Um, Owen arrives. <laughs> Owen yeah. Brown. Hey. And uh, and reveals to Onion that they're planning an attack on the town because they heard about the hanging. Yes. And I thought that that was going to happen before the hanging, but we'll see. Yeah, you kind of you kind of hope that that's what's going to be, but it yeah, turns out you, you that's that not. Yeah. Not not what happens. Yeah. Um, and so we're yeah, so we're coming up on that on the hanging and um. Onion is walking pretty close to the pen, and um, and and Doc, who I kind of felt was like an overseer, mm-hmm. uh, he um, he grabs Onion and you know starts to like threaten him, and they're you know because yeah. understandably everyone's upset that like yeah. a group of them are gonna be killed for right. something yeah. that they didn't do, and also Onion didn't like you know hold up his end of the bargain. Yeah. Um, but Bob protects him. And tells him to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get this really brutal scene where the judge is questioning Sabonia in front of the entire right. town. Yeah. yeah Sabonia says that she's not going to reveal yeah. anything. Yeah. And she she's has like a moment looking of, at of Onion the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Which is like really intense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the judge. Comes in. Huh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say the judge says, you know, like we have ways of getting you to talk. Like, well, yeah, like we'll mm-hmm. let everyone in here, like pull out all of your teeth and tar and feather mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, yeah, tar and feather you. And, uh, but then also they have a preacher, the preacher in the town, come and talk to her, and um, they seem to be close. He says she's friends with his wife. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he says, "In the name of the episode is wicked plot." And he says, you know, this was a wicked plot, Savonia. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, and I thought this was, you know, pretty heavy, powerful. Um, she says, you don't care about blood unless it's the blood of white folks. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a whole conversation about, you know, like, because he's a preacher. It's a, it's all about, you know, Jesus's teachings and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and she goes to church and it's his church and he's taught all of them. about the bible and about jesus and he still is on the side of you know the white people yeah she asks him like directly like to like a specific quote and he says that you know all all people are created equal and all that so Mm -hmm. so he kind of knows that it's wrong yeah Yeah. he's not really doing anything yeah and she says and i thought this was also really heavy she says that she would have killed him and his wife first to show her followers that she would sacrifice her love for their freedom yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like, damn dude yeah damn dude not. <laughs> and you know and so this whole throughout this whole conversation he's really been confronted with like you know his beliefs and his you know morality um and by the end you know he 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 knows she's not gonna tell talk and he yeah. says um he says, let's pray together. And he's he's like, you know, please forgive Sabonia for her yeah. wrongdoings. But also, if we white, whites are wrong, forgive us. Forgive us, yeah. And says, you know, hang her if you will, but I'm I'm done preaching here. Mm-hmm. So. And they do hang her. They do, yeah. I shall be released by Nina Simone plays during the hanging. And the way that they show it is interesting. 
I yeah, mean, I was going to say it's 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 pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, it cuts back and forth between her sitting at the table, um, you know, after after she's just been talking to the preacher, she's sitting at the table and then it cuts back and forth between that and um the gallows that they that you know bob helped to build mm-hmm. um it's the word i was looking for i could not remember the word for gallows mm-hmm. and yeah and so then the 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 guy that's hanging the person that's hanging them says who's gonna go first and she she walks up mm-hmm. and it's it's horrible to watch and i think like one of the worst things is there's like a white woman in the crowd who's watching and she's like laughing and it's just mm-hmm. it's so horrible it's just yeah and the onion is there too crying in the crowd yeah the the, the violence of it is pretty hard, hard to watch um yeah i don't know uh it's, it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot the whole thing is framed in a very in a very specific way you know kind of upwards and then it, it also lingers on her choking which is not what happens in a, in a, in a hanging you know mm-hmm. the neck breaks but also just lingers on the violence so you, you see in this shot you know a black woman dark you know a slave being hanged and you get to just it forces you to sit there and watch it yeah um, you get to you have to see the suffering of the of a black you know slave in real time just watch as they slowly die it's pretty fucking gross yeah yeah and um i was thinking that it you know this isn't the first hanging that we've seen onion at Mm-hmm. because in the very beginning of the first episode um he's he's at you know it's like two years later and he's at john, john brown's Brass. execution yeah. so yeah um it just made me think of that too um but for but for onion this is probably the first time right yeah and not not, not the first death but the first hanging. yeah yeah. specifically yeah. the first so, hanging you know this the, the state whatever you know the powers institutions mm-hmm. enacting you know capital punishment yeah and like the kind of violence so far on onion's journey we've seen um you know he he saw his father shot by um mm-hmm. robert morris in that mm-hmm. first episode and dutch henry and then okay. and then he watched ethan hawk John Brown behead someone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he also saw um, Fred- Frederick Rick. get shot. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, as he's been, you know, since he's. And also there was the like battle. Right. There was the battle and there was yeah. like a bunch of people getting shot there. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So he's seen, yeah. he's now seen like a lot of deaths, but this is like the most. This is different. This yeah. This is different. Yeah. This is different. Yeah. Um, I, I did think that the the song choice the i shall be released by nina simone was really compounded the like all of the mm-hmm. you know emotion and the it's just really a lot it's really a lot yeah it's a lot yeah i don't even know if it's if it's too much you know at a certain point i don't know mm-hmm. yeah it's hard to i think there's definitely something to that i mean there's a lot of um you know conversation about like sh- should we even be seeing like how how much like do we need to see black people playing slaves yeah i was gonna know? say I, I just i just think i just think yeah th- that whole conversation I, I i i don't you know i i believe in like certain sense like th- things need to be shown you know there needs to be things that you can't um ignore mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's my big that's why i'm really into history and stuff but specifically um portrayal of violent acts like this i just think it's kind of i I think sometimes it can be grotesque especially if it's this kind of violence specifically like slavery and stuff Mm -hmm. there's like the old um saying like you can't you can't ever depict um an anti-war movie right you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like the 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 the, the entire concept of shooting violence um perpetuates it and and it really glorifies it because it's not what violence actually is you know what i mean and then in this way it does romanticize it in a certain way too um as as like suffering and so on and then there's like there's an argument of like that no matter what that's that takes away what it is and kind of is a little bit gross Mm -hmm. yeah but i understand also like 
it's it's important to know this. I just don't know where I stand on this. I think I'm a little, I think it's a little too much for me, honestly, just to kind of lingering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just think, I especially that. in the last year, like we don't need more depictions of black, vi- you know, violence on black bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that, you know, too late, the Browns come into town. Yeah. And um, it's a big, it's a big fight. And Onion tries to, you know, say, Pi, I'm going to get you out of here. But she won't leave without her money. And she ends up dying in a, you know, backdraft fire situation. Yeah. Um, and Onion's run outside. And he keeps running into all of the all of the brown sons. First, he sees uh, L.R. Coltrane, Salmon. Uh, last week, I couldn't remember his name. His name, his name is, is Salmon. Salmon yes like the fish like the fish wow mm-hmm. yeah um and uh and saves him he says like there's someone behind you yeah and he goes outside and i think john he sees john jr there who just says onion go somewhere safe which i thought was really funny it's like you know not not really helpful and mm-hmm. he was already yeah. doing that um <laughs> and uh and then he uh he's he's he goes to get Bob. Yeah, he frees the, the he yeah. breaks open the door of the pen basically. Yeah. But, but first there's, the, there's um what, what's that what's that guy's name? The uh, big, Doc. Big guy. Doc? Yeah. There's a little bit of confrontation almost. It's just like a like a, 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 a scene between them where he kind of stares him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't know like with with a gun pointed at him, he's yeah. a step back. So there's just like a little tension there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then shoots open the door and then Yeah, ultimately all... subverted, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Onion helps Bob to get out, and then they run into Ethan Hawke. He's back. Mm-hmm. It's been almost a whole episode without him. And yeah. uh, is this the lightest Ethan Hawke you guys had? I think. Well, oh, like of anything we've watched ever. Yeah. No. No. Definitely not. Um, what did we watch? Oh, The Purge. Yeah, TV the TV show, show, the TV yeah. show. We watched one episode of the Purge TV show because Ethan Hawke was in one episode, but he was mm-hmm. in it for like maybe forty-five seconds. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like not even like uh, f- he was like, it was like a character was like skyping with him like on his phone yeah. or whatever. So it was like mm-hmm. he wasn't even like there in person really. Yeah. yeah. He's not in this sh- this episode a lot, but there's a lot of him in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of going on yeah as soon yeah. as he shows up he's full john it's, brown he's full john brown frothing yeah. at the mouth yeah he's like uh he grabs onion immediately and mm-hmm. is like oh and tells me that you've been drinking okay. yeah. <laughs> it's like that's his biggest concern right now yeah yeah, there's yeah. Like people shooting at them have you say have you saved yourself for marriage yeah yeah uh he says your soul is more precious than your life you know that yeah. yeah and yeah. he's he you know his i mean He's never, he, like, we see this over and over again. He's he's far more concerned with his his religion, with you know, with God and being right with God, yeah. than he is with anything else. So like, he's in the middle of this full yeah, on fight scene, and uh, he's asking all of his sons to shout out scripture while they're shoot they're trying to like shoot and you know not die, yeah. and he's like. <laughs> uh name whatever you know whatever verse and it's um yeah so he's he's just that's his main priority mm-hmm. always uh, i love it uh, i love it yeah i'm gonna be the, the con- i'm gonna be the contrasting uh, guest and say i love i love <laughs> i love all this religious shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he's a true believer man i love it yeah yeah he's, the evolution he's... movement the, the evolution movement is like it's 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 tied to like uh, theology so much and mm-hmm. john brown like his legacy of, of that is you know it's it's important to his character yeah, yeah. i mean he's like he's not he's not hypocritical you know what i mean like he he like a lot of people like the like the preacher is willing to like do sort of cognitive dissonance of like mm-hmm. what yeah. the bible says and like what how his interpretation yeah, I, th- of- I think i think that's that's what makes it greatest because like he should be crazy everybody should be fucking crazy mm-hmm. if you have this this much disconnect from what's in the bible like what's your religious belief in this what this country is yeah yeah, yeah. like that that's what that's what if you if you had any like if there was a morality that's a kind of if you had a sense of morality that that's what you should all become you know yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's like speak, he's like crazy but he's very clear-headed you know he's like very yeah. 
everything that he believes is consistent. There's no hypocrisy to it. There's no, it's just like, that's, that's, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he does a real big John Brown speech. Well, there's like a cannon that's slowly starting to, yeah. you know, fire <laughs> behind him. With two, with two guns. And he has, yeah, yeah, he has a gun in each hand pointed where Steve Zahn's about to stand up and then the cannon blows and then like yeah. rips Steve Zahn to yeah. shreds. In half. Yeah, yeah he just like blows. In like, half. It's, it's like his, you see his arm fly off, which is so, it's like the, the. It's like a weird it's CGI like, effect too. It's like yeah. yeah. It's like weirdly comical. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I had yeah. the same reaction too. I think it was supposed to be kind of funny. It, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I think that's... Yeah, I think a lot of John Brown's... I, I, there's a lot of comedy in this, in this series. I yeah. Found. The yeah. next episode, you know, we're not talking about that, but it's really funny. <laughs> but it did it did feel like a kind of like Quentin Tarantino, like uh-huh. like yeah. hyper-violent, like... Well, produced by Blumhouse, you know? You know, kind yeah, of hyper-violent, true. like... Uh, catharsis for the audience to mm-hmm. like see... In contrast this, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the real... The real violence, violence yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is the kind of like hyper violence that's just like fun to watch, and just yeah. like you're you're just kind of enjoying watching him get blown yeah. up. Also, it kind of comes to like kind of a bastard character. I guess they, they kind of like I, I still think he's a bastard, <laughs> even if he like loves what's her name. Oh yeah, oh sure. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Onion and Bob go go back with John Brown, and they're they're about to continue their journey. We see them, and they bring off. along some they bring along some new friends. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those little ragtag armies growing. Yeah, well, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it was a it's a good one. It was a power powerful episode. Yeah, it's definitely one of the most memorable ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is cool to see like how much of it is like just onion, you know, experience. Yeah, like, it's life. also the it's like it's it's also the most uh, Afrocentric, like black, black focused one. Mm-hmm. And it, and it shows also the conflict within slavery and within um, blackness in yeah. the American South. Yeah, like really most of the good. interactions. So most, most of the interactions are like between different black characters, and you see like how the different dynamics play out, like, mm-hmm. like class what, and, and, and yeah, and exactly, racial. like the skin color and like mm-hmm. what, uh, even like being able to read, like what that does to the dynamic and all that stuff, which is interesting. Yeah, it's also surprisingly like condemn, condemn condemning for like uh, like characters like Pi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like they they burn her, you know. Like yeah. she, she's literally like it's, it's almost like not cartoonish, but like she's going for her money, mm-hmm. and then she gets burned. It's 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 a, it's like it's unsubtle, you know. Let's say, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. like what she does, like the whole selling out. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, she's just trying to survive too, but yeah, it's treated differently than other characters. Yeah. I I actually like it. Uh, in a way, but that might might be my own views on. Oh, her character? No, no, like the 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 depiction of her, or like the negativity of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's not afraid. Like, obviously, it shows that she is trying to survive. You know, she's not, a, you know, moral, but it ultimately condemns what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Like even if even if she has to, like, because that's always part of like empire and, and white supremacy is that people have to to survive have to be comfortable with whiteness and, and find their own safety in that mm-hmm. but it doesn't it, it shows her as a you know a complex figure but it still ultimately condemns her mm-hmm. I, I i think i appreciate that yeah yeah, yeah. because it, because that is like nine people's you know death you know yeah. yeah i'm also thinking i don't know if there's anything to this but the way that she and steve's on character like die is like so big and so dramatic that i wonder if there's like an element to it that's like you know john brown really is on god's journey mm-hmm. like you know and so like all of his enemies are like it, like essentially being smited like she's like yeah. blown out the, in a ball yeah, of fire and he's being like you know blown ripped to shreds with the cannon, with the cannon. Yeah. well he, he also in the in the moment where he does his, his preaching he 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 has his guns out but he doesn't shoot and he's getting shot at multiple times mm-hmm. yeah around. Yeah, and he, yeah, he can. We see him throughout the whole show continue to survive these like insane 
situations that he should not. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. So. John Brown, dude. John Come Brown. on, children, let's sing. Mm-hmm. Well, Jonathan, do you have something you'd like to share with us? Sure. I'm not sure how this is going to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, it's, it's a t- it was a tough watch, so I wasn't sure how to kind of do this but mm-hmm. um how to make your hawk fact relate <laughs> oh geo would you like to make a hawk noise uh, yes it is time for a hawk fact very subtle um so we meet uh some red shirts along this in this episode mm-hmm. including steve's on mm-hmm. well, i'm not so familiar with this the red shirts but i assume they're kind of like a precursor to the confederate confederate army um so i was looking into red shouldered hawks yeah i get it it's good red yeah they're wearing red on their shoulders shoulders. like a shirt yeah 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 Yep, yep yep and this is kind of a fun thing red shouldered hawks have an unusual courtship ritual they will fly together and occasionally roll over on their backs they can be seen flying upside down for short distances, which is kind of cool. They can like flip over and fly upside down. That's cool. Yeah. And speaking of the South, in Georgia, the red-shouldered hawk is a year-round resident, which is sort of unexpected because their hawks are generally migratory. Mm-hmm. But in Georgia, apparently, some some about Georgia, the red-shouldered hawk just likes. And that is from... It's the tax breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is from... It's a little uh, Hollywood uh, joke there for you kids. ChattahoocheeNatureCenter.org Okay. Well, thank you for that fact, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, well, do we have any... Um, concluding feelings about this episode or Ethan Hawke or John Brown or American history? No. <laughs> Great. That was an interesting episode. Mhm. No, I, I don't know. I just I just love John Brown. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. Very 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 interesting and important piece of history uh this this particular era of uh, of American history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Totally. It's an entirely different country after the Civil War than it was before. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's interesting because like I, f- you know, a lot of obviously a lot of people saw him as like a villain, mm-hmm. but it seems it seems to me like a lot of people at the time also saw him as like a kind of heroic figure. Yeah, he was polarizing then. I yeah. I, I, I actually have a lot of thoughts about this, um, just because because you know there, there, there's a kind of you can always find similar uh, points in history to kind of compare the contemporary time to, obviously, and you, nothing's one for one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the interesting thing is um, ultimately what he did was uh, he create he made the divide sharp. There was no there was no way to go back or pretend that there was there was no separation between the two divided parts of the country. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how what's his face fucking split in half, but I, I think I think one of the interesting thing, more important things is like he he made the he kind of was a point of no return for for the South and the North. Right, um, right. You couldn't like you that's couldn't a, like ignore the yeah. conversation anymore because you couldn't you, you couldn't you couldn't because because it was violent and also there would be more John Browns because he wasn't an, a sole actor. He was funded by abolition you know the whole mm-hmm. abolitionist system in the north right 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 it wasn't a lone figure and he was he was part of this uh, growing change in, in america but he became singularly like a martyr to it and you know he's it, it, a very interesting figure and yeah. i think he was controversial in at the time that he is now mm-hmm. ultimate ultimately history has kind of been positive on him Mm-hmm. Harriet Harriet Tubman said he was the greatest white man who ever lived, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he did more than Lincoln did. 
and um, uh, Malcolm X said about him that he would not lo- he would let no white man into his black liberation movement, except for if John Brown was still alive. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of figures that that really like like the like uh, in the history of American radicalism and, and radicalism, you know, throughout the world, he was he's a big figure. Yeah, and I mean, he's he also was definitely the, he's very also, radical. Yeah. In the nineteenth nineteenth century, was like where a lot of radical politics were, were kind of fermenting. The kind of radical politics that are, are existent now, mm-hmm. and so a, a lot of those, you know, America is a very conservative country, and it's kind of see, perceived as that. But there were these threads of American radicalism that existed in the nineteenth century, that kind of um, bubbled and grew, um, and also kind of fed with international uh, radical politics of, of the rest of the world. Um, and I think I think that kind of has been submerged in recent times, but mm-hmm. there are these figures of history that seem like they don't fit with the American um, concept of history as it flows because right. of like education. Like it's, 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 it's simple in the way that we understand how history moves, but there are figures who kind of gr- grow in this moment that I think really show like the, the radical history of America. Mm-hmm. and so on mm-hmm. radical republicans um yeah extreme abolitionists mm-hmm. it's yeah. true what a time what a time well i've been harper you can find me on the internet at harping about on instagram twitter letterboxd wherever and uh oh goodreads I read a book recently. Wow, fantastic. So you can find me on Goodreads. Um, and something I've been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawke lately, I guess I'll just talk about that book I read. It's called Not So Pure and Simple. It's by Lamar Giles, and it's a young adult novel that's uh, really about toxic masculinity and how it can affect an individual and a community on like a larger scale. Um, it's, it's, uh, it was really good. I read it like in less than a day. Um, I just had to know what this boy was going to do, you know? And, uh, it was, it was because of toxic masculinity, the things that he did. And he does learn the errors of his way in the end, because he has a woke <laughs> sister who has a YouTube channel. So, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> well, um, yeah, anyway, no, it was good. I'd check it out. Check that out. Yeah. Not so pure and simple. Um, oh yeah, and then I was talking to Jonathan about how it would be really good if they made a Hulu series and it would be called like Pure or something mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of you know because not too pure and simple, yeah, like, too long for a TV everybody show. likes the one word. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there would be like you know edgy teens in the trailer, but really like the show's not about that. That's just like to lure you in. But the show's mm-hmm. about this you know boy who joins a an abstinence group at his church because he has a crush on a girl. That's what the story's about. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Um, Okay, Jonathan, where can the people find you and what have you been enjoying? Okay, uh, my name is Jonathan and you can find me on Instagram at John's Lavaletta and Letterboxd mm-hmm. uh, at the same. Uh, what have I been enjoying? Taskmaster? <laughs> yes. That's that. That's. Do you want to talk about it a little? No, I think you just, I didn't know anything about it before I watched it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and I enjoyed it. And uh, it's a funny show. And that's all I'll say about it. Yeah, you can watch every episode of Taskmaster on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Geo, where can the people find you? What have you been enjoying? And do you have anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me at home, uh, my home address. Um, <laughs> because it is it is uh, currently a pandemic and there's a stay-at-home order, so I don't leave. That's true. That's true. Um, and uh what have i been enjoying outside of ethan hawk um oh i started watching lupin uh lupin mm. in netflix mm-hmm. what is that it's about a, i feel like i've I, never heard of that i've seen like images of it but i haven't it's a it's a reimagining it's like a modern reimagining of uh lupin uh, arsene lupin which is like a the gentleman thief uh mm-hmm. he's like a famous French, uh thief a uh, character it's kind of like the archetype of like the, the gentleman thief in, in french Mm-hmm. There's like a famous anime too, Lupin the Third, mm-hmm. like a thief guy, and it's basically like um, in modern France, where, where the book actually the book actually exists in this story, um, but it's about like a, a young young uh, 
he's like from Senegal. I don't know if he's born in Senegal or he's from Senegalese descent, but he's he's a he's a black Frenchman, very very black, like African, like dark skinned, mm-hmm. and it's there's a lot of racism element, and he also like mm-hmm. becomes this like interesting like super cool thief where he just like blends in. It's really cool if you like heists, heists mm-hmm. and stuff. Heist and racism. If you're interested in that, uh, check out Lupin and also French people. Cool. I do love a heist. I don't love racism, but media about it can be enlightening. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But I do, I do love heists. Cool. Well, um, Gio, thank you for for joining us once more. Perhaps the last time on <laughs> Hawkeyes. This um, is this is good because you know you're a history. Yeah, we loved having a history nerd. nerd. Yeah. On to talk about this historical drama. Yeah. No, this is great. I love. I love. I love. I, I didn't know anything about the show before going uh, before watching. So, oh, this is perfect. This is like, this is like what I'm into. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, are you gonna watch the rest of it? You think? Yeah, probably. Cool. Well, nice. keep us posted. Let us know what you think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to everyone listening as well, you can let us know what you think about the Good Lord Bird by contacting us or reaching us or messaging us, whatever. Com- you know. Email. At- Email, yeah, hawkeyespod at gmail.com, um, Instagram, Twitter, hawkeyespod, Tumblr too, uh, whatever you want. Great review. All right, love you guys. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>